0: BeastNet podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet.
1: Hey everybody, Mike with BeastNet here. And on this episode, I got with us Aaron and Molly from uh, Terrapin Events. How are you guys doing? Good.
2: Good.
0: Happy Tuesday.
2: Uh,
1: yeah. Tuesday so tell us a little bit about your events. I know we were just talk about before I, I we started that i' I actually just signed up for one of them so um, tell us a little about what your your events are. I know you've got the the OCR ones, the mud ones, but I know you have more than that too, so yeah, let everyone kind of know what they, what it's involved.
0: Right now, we have two events open. They are called the My Muddy Valentine and the Dirty Leprechaun. So those are the mud runs we were discussing. Mm-hmm. Um, both of those are, you know, kind of themed. The Muddy Valentine is aimed more towards couples and kind of a Valentine's themed event. And then Dirty Leprechaun is kind of a good St. Patrick's Day celebration. Um, So both those are 5K, 10K mud runs. Um, They're both on the property of Lee Farms, which is a really beautiful farm and terrain. So it's, um, you know, people get really muddy too. It's, It's also an obstacle course run as well. And right now we are in the process of trying to figure out the rest of our schedule as well um, I mean with with Oregon restrictions and the pandemic live events are going to be coming back very slowly so right now we just have our, our two mud runs open currently
2: yeah right now uh, you know it's a lot easier to do an event on private property than it is to go through the city of Portland or whatever and go through that red tape to get permits and all that fun stuff although we are working with everybody and You know, we're working with the City of Portland Licensing Bureau and we're working with Portland Parks and Rec and stuff like that. And uh, giving them essentially what our plan for safety is and kind of how we're going to social distance everybody until hopefully that doesn't become a thing anymore. And so we're just kind of working through all that. But we do have tentatively scheduled, you know, we have our Cinco de Mayo race, which is a Cinco de Mayo themed event. Uh, We have a, a Father's Day event called Grateful Dad we have our annual run like hell which is halloween our biggest our biggest event bridge to brews is typically scheduled for april but we're trying to move that to september which we planned on doing a couple years ago um and then we never did but now it just makes sense to move it to september and hopefully by then we can do you know exactly what we want to do which is a you know multiple day Uh, beer festival which is we always have a one-day beer festival tied on to that event but we'd like to expand it to like a friday saturday sunday event with the race also involved in it so that's where we're you know that's where we're going but it's hard because even even in a normal year it'd be hard to do stuff like that but now just kind of a whole bunch of hurry up and wait and not really knowing what the heck is happening but we're still moving forward as if everything is happening whether it's you know, very social distanced and, you know, really trying to put in those protocols to keep people safe and that. Or, you know, maybe things get better and, you know, the vaccine really works and everybody is healthy and, and we can move forward sort of more normal. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, those other events that you mentioned, those, the, the Muddy Valentine and uh Muddy Leprechaun, those two. Leprechaun, But yes. Those are the mud ones. The other ones are all, they're just normal running events, correct?
2: They are. Um, Most of them are half marathon, 10K, 5K. Uh, Bridge to Bruise is a... 10K, 8K. (laughs) Yeah. I forget. It's been a while. (laughs) Yeah. And then we have some other events uh, that we actually do. Uh, We do one called the River Lantern Lighting, which has nothing to do with running or anything like that. And then we also do, well... We were going to do last year in August, uh, barbecue and brews, which was going to be like a beer and barbecue festival that never made it off the ground. But we do plan on doing that in August uh, this year. So a couple of, you know, non-running events.
1: That's awesome. So what made you guys kind of de- decide to start doing these? Because I know you've been doing the, you know, the, the muddy ones for a while. Those were the ones that I really knew about because I was really into the, the OCR side and running, you know, mud. But like I said, I haven't got a chance to get down there before. But this year, I'm making a, an effort to make sure I get down there for both of those. I have to kind of go for the Mighty Valentine. I've already paid for it, so <laughs> right. Uh, so, You'll enjoy that. oh, I, that's what I've heard. I've heard they're great ones. It just I can't remember. I mean, every year there always seemed to be something because because my wife doesn't run, so right. kind of one of those things. A lot of those, it's like you know, normally there was another run that we did up here, like was a tradition that we do a 5K together, and it always seemed to fall on the same day because it was a Valentine themed one. So sure. but they're, sure they're not doing it. So, so I, I, I don't have that excuse. So I get to come down and check it out.
0: Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James safety services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James safety services, WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs.
1: So what, what made you guys decide to start doing these?
2: Well, uh, so I started, gee, almost 20 years ago. You know, I just really wanted to be, do something for the community. You know, I, I was, I love just being involved in the community and I loved running. I like drinking beer. I like live music. Uh, so kind of thinking of, let's bring these three elements together, the running community, uh, music and some beer. And, you know, this is a while back there, you know, there wasn't a ton of craft beers, uh, events, running events didn't have, beer at the end of their races and there really wasn't live music it was typically you know play some play a little bit of music maybe you know yeah. run get your t-shirt get your bagel go home and i wanted to kind of make a little more fun i actually in case you can't tell i'm yeah. from like upstate new york I'm
1: yeah I, I saw the buffalo there and i <laughs> will not uh, say anything <laughs> <laughs>
2: back in the, back in the day, uh, you know, when I was in high school and college and stuff, we always, we talk about the Boilermaker, which was an event back there. And it was just this crazy, fun community event where everyone came out and ran and drank beer and the community came out. And I kind of based therapy events on, on that, you know, on let's bring people out to have some fun, be healthy, but, you know, drink some beer and meet people. And once I did my first event, it was just, addictive, you know, it was just I gotta do this again and think of new ideas. And so through the years just thinking of different ideas, fun ideas again to bring the community out and just have some fun. And you know, the Mud Run, the the OCR community is, you know, relatively new to us. I mean, we've been doing these for like seven years. And that's a wonderful community. I mean it's such a cool community. And those guys have come out, I mean Molly can tell like the amount of work that we put in to, to produce those two events and the amount of, uh, support that we get from the OCR community is amazing. So, yeah,
0: Yeah. we're very passionate about, you know, doing the obstacle events and they travel all over the the country and do those, but yeah, they're
2: they're awesome. Yeah. And we'll give a shout out to Lorenzo and Taylor and Jeremy for that And, and many other people, but, definitely the driving force of getting people out there and helping us repair obstacles and set up the course etc cetera, etc cetera. they're really awesome
1: yeah they are good guys I know all three of those guys so yeah. yeah yeah they're they're really good guys I've done a lot with them in the past and some stuff so I love yeah nice so
2: and so Molly's been on uh you've been on a few years now how long you been here I
0: actually looked the other day and I think
2: it's been three and a half years okay so um, and she's been wonderful. She's awesome. Yeah. So. Nice. <laughs> well, so, I,
0: what I want to say about like the obstacle runs and the OCR is, I feel like it. there are a lot of competitive people that do it, but it's also something that any anybody of any skill can do. There are, I think a lot of people do get intimidated because, you know, it says obstacle course. They've seen, you know, some of those that, you know, people jump through fire and, they get electrocuted and all that ours is definitely not that intense, but we, we do also, you know, have some challenging obstacles on there, but also some, you know, we give you the option to skip any, if you, if you don't feel comfortable, but we see people of all different abilities, shapes and sizes do these, do these events. So it, it's definitely open to, to all skill levels too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We so, usually uh, have the OCR guys. They always come up with one new Challenging, fun obstacle uh, to add each year, and those are always by far the hardest.
1: Yeah, oh, I'm sure. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the guys that you know you mentioned—they're—they—they've got some evil brains. So. Yeah. <laughs> so what? I mean, you kind of mentioned, but what really made you decide to do the OCRs? I mean, because it sounds like you know, I, I get the, I get the idea because the idea of the running and the beer—that was one thing. The first event that I did, they're like, you can run and then have a beer, and I'm like, oh, well, okay, then That's I'm right. there. You know, and then it was, there was that. And then I did another one where they gave out donuts and I'm like, okay, can I just have the donut not do the run? But, mm-hmm. um, so what, so what made you decide to suddenly throw cool the mud in there and start doing those?
2: So this is a good story, I think. Uh, so my buddy, Kyle and I, we're just, we were running partners, uh, winter time, you know, go for runs in forest park and, you know, do some trail runs, et cetera. And, you know, it really started with him joking about, you know, because again, we have all these kind of funny names for our events. You know, run like hell, the Halloween themed Grateful Dad being, you know, terrible events. Grateful Dad, Grateful Dad, uh, being a little, you know, throw to the to the Grateful Dead. But we were running, and he he just said, "Man, you should do a mud run called My Muddy Valentine and do it on Valentine's Day." And I said, "That is that is a great idea." You know, I said. I'm gonna take that if you're okay with that. And he said, yeah, yeah, go for it. And so it actually took a couple of years for us to find a venue. We were having a hard time finding a venue and we were originally just gonna do a straight mud run, like a trail run. And then we started thinking about it and I think it was really like OCR. I mean, again, maybe it was bigger than I knew what it was at that point, but it seemed like it was getting pretty big. Um, so we just decided, you know, once we found Lee Farms, and Lee Farms, awesome partner. And they were just kind of like, you can do whatever the heck you want out here, build whatever you want. And we were like, okay. So we started building obstacles and there we we were, you know, and so we did my money Valentine the first year. And then a person that's no longer with us, but great guy, you know, he said, we go through all this time and effort to put, together all these obstacles and to make sure everything's good we put up showers you know warm showers for everybody and we build changing rooms etc cetera, etc cetera. said why don't we try to find another idea in in march and keep everything up you know so we get more a little more bang for our buck rather than putting it up for one event and tearing it back down after spending literally months you know putting stuff up yeah and uh, so we, that's when we came up with the dirty leprechaun and so we have those two events and then then we're gone then we're gone into our road running uh season right after that so yeah and people cool.
0: always ask me they always say like what's your because we normally do like nine ten events a year everyone always asks me like what's your favorite event i always say the mud runs and a big reason of that is it's it's nice to just like not have to deal with you know the city and having to set up or you know anything with like the streets parking it's, it's just nice having kind of a property where we can kind of do whatever creative things we want to do leave things set up whereas like a road race or something downtown it's like you got to get in and get out that day
2: it's much more relaxed out there on the farm it's not a cliche <laughs> it's pretty pretty chill
1: that's pretty cool i mean it's it's good to have a partner like that that you can work with where you can set it up and over time where you know yeah i could see the street ones yeah it's pretty much I've done a lot of the street races where I have ran them and it's like, okay, you got to be done by this time because we got to have everything off the street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've worked for fence companies where, you know, we were, you know, hired to come in and pull stuff off. And it was pretty much like, you've got to be here at this time. because our permit ends at this mm-hmm. house, everything's got to be clear. So I could see that the stress would be a lot less when you have the, the farm like that.
2: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. do you like the beast net? Do you want to keep hearing it? Be sure to follow us on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, and more at BeastNetPod.
1: So do you have, I mean, I know this year is an odd year because like you mentioned, you know, with the the, the COVID restrictions and all that, do you have plans if you can't do the road races? I mean, do you guys have any virtuals? I noticed that the Muddy Valentine was a virtual option. Um, are you going to do more of those virtually throughout the year? Or?
0: Yeah. Um, so last year, We actually were about two days away from Dirty Leprechaun when, you know, like the stay at home orders got, were announced. So, um, since then we kind of transitioned everything to virtual, which was totally new to us. Um, we weren't sure, you know, like how, if people were still going to sign up, like how the whole virtual thing worked, um, And so last year we can, we, you know, kind of came up with new themes. We just got done doing like a new year's one. Um, We did like a coast challenge one where people kind of, you know, travel the distance of the coast. So we definitely had to like kind of put our creativity in motion and come up with some fun themes. And um, we definitely had a lot of support from our community. And what's nice is like we, people from literally anywhere in the U.S. Canada. We had people from like Taiwan do our events. So it's nice that you can kind of open it up to not just Portland. Um, so we did that all last year and we're going to continue to do that this year as well. We actually for the muddy Valentine dirty leprechaun do have virtual events or virtual options available. Mm-hmm. Um, so people can, you know, go out in forest park or go out on a trail and, you know, do a 5k and 10k. And if they're not comfortable, you know, coming to an event yet, um, and we just, you know, we'll mail their, their items to them. So we, we definitely are going to continue to do virtual options this year yeah. as well.
2: Yeah. And for those, those two, like you don't have to run on a trail or whatever, but we're encouraging people just to make it a little more fun, get muddy, you know, when the spirit. Oh, yeah,
1: that's the idea, of it's the spirit.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I would prefer to run on a trail anyways, if I had the opportunity. Oh. A lot less
1: impactful on your knees if you run on the, yeah. the trail. Yeah not asphalt i know that has been my thing i i spent this last year i made a goal and i run 100 miles a month and you know since may i've hit every month so this month i may have to start speeding up a little bit here because i've been kind of slacking since the first but i think my body needed a break for a couple weeks so
2: Mm -hmm.
1: but yeah it's it's definitely i like the trails
2: but yeah so we are going to do uh virtual options and we'll continue to do You know, some of the virtual events that we came up with this past year, we may as well keep doing them, make them them annual events. Again, we did one called the Oregon Coast Challenge. Um, We did uh, uh, pumpkin pie, which is our uh, Thanksgiving uh, themed. And we did like an ugly sweater run. Mm -hmm. And we joke there's there's one we don't ever want to do again. (laughs) And it's the 2020 New Year's run. Hopefully I can say that on here. <laughs> but yeah, okay. We did it. We did a new year's run called 2020 and reference oh,
1: 2020, you can use that word.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's one we don't ever want to do again. We don't want to do 2021. No, we want to okay. do like hooray 2021. Mm-hmm. And yeah,
1: so hopefully this year's a lot better. I know a lot of people are already having issues, but we're only 12 days in. There's still, you know, a lot of, a lot of oh, years, yeah. a year to turn it around.
2: Yeah. We're not, we're not out of the clear yet, but you yeah. know, we're, there's a lot of light at the end of the tunnel. I think
1: so. I think there is, There's going to be some changes. Things are going to be different, but I mean, it's one of those things adapt and move on. That's kind of become my, my theme for the year, you know, the last year basically is adapt and move on. Um, Yeah. It is what it is. It's a lot of things that we can't change. So, you know, you either, you know, die on the side of the road or adapt and and keep going. And that's kind of been my, my motto this year. So, Yeah. Good to see a lot of companies like you guys. I mean, I'm a safety professional, so I do a lot of teaching and stuff like that. So, staring at this screen and talking to people is pretty much what I've done for quite often, because that's right. where a lot of my classes are now, and a lot of the the committees that I'm on that I'm supposed to go to and stuff like that are on Zoom now. So it's you know it's adapt and move move forward. So good to see yeah. you guys doing it, you know, the virtual op- options and move forward. I know I've talked to a few people who don't like virtual ideas and they're like, it's not the same thing. And it's like, no, it's not, but it's, exactly. it's something to motivate us and keep us moving forward. I mean, it's something to kind of keep that, you know, that competitive nature going that, you know, so we can keep going. So I like the virtual options I've been doing. Yeah. You know, that's pretty much what's kept me going all year was virtual options. So
2: yeah. And, we're, you know, we're trying to make, again, make ours fun and have, you know, a theme to them. The Oregon Coast Challenge one, people loved it. And we did these really cool postcards. It, the race, you know, quote unquote, started in Brookings and it went up to Astoria and there was little uh, checkpoints along the way. And as you reached that checkpoint, we had these really cool postcards that we created. And so you got that postcard when you got to the checkpoint and people huh? loved that you know, and again, you're right, like the virtual option is great, but we would prefer to be doing live events, you know, and we did a survey, right, and I mean, you want, you could probably talk about some of the results that came out on that, right?
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think definitely, you know, kind of the start of this year with the vaccine coming out, um, people are very, very hopeful and, and definitely want to get out and do something. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are, are ready to, to get out and you know, just do any kind of event. Um, but there's also, you know, a lot of skepticism too, of, you know, what are going to be your safety protocols, you know, what kind of things are you issuing? But I think it was, it was definitely kind of 50, 50 of people are ready to get out there, but people also kind of want to see how the next, how, how, you know, the rest of this winter goes, getting a spring and all that.
2: Yeah. A lot of people said to us, you know, thanks for offering virtual options. And right now we just kind of prefer that. So Mm -hmm. you know we're we're trying to give everybody something on their own comfort level i guess
1: yeah and that's kind of what it is right now because there's a lot of that of the you know some people are are completely okay with going to a live event already um yeah others are completely you know you know still worried about everything that's going on which is, is they're right i mean it's their right to be worried i mean people deal with things in different ways so for me, I, I never realized what a social person I am until they're like, yeah, you can go see people. And I'm like, uh,
2: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so it, it's been interesting. It's been something that kind of changed, you know, but like I said, adapt and move forward. And that's been kind of it. And, uh, I really look forward to the the live and seeing people. I've, I've done a couple live events this year in amazingly in Oregon,
2: <laughs> but, oh,
1: wow. um, but they were like out in the woods and it was only a few of us. And I mean, it was very limited people, um, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was good to see people again, because I haven't been able to see people in a long time.
2: You know, what really gave us hope to doing live events, and we still weren't even sure, even, geez, a month ago, right? We mm-hmm. we weren't really sure what we are going to do. Um, our timing company, who you might be familiar with, but Negative Split, I want to give a shout out to those guys, uh, Ryan and Eric. Um, they've been doing they've actually been doing live events in Washington for months in Idaho, yeah. and Idaho. Yeah. And, you know, we just, we've had a lot of discussions with them. We've had a lot of zoom meetings with them kind of going over what their protocols are and things like that. And they've showed us videos and they've done 1200 person events that have been completely safe. And um, you look at the video of those and people are happy mm-hmm. and, it's, it's awesome. So those guys kind of, I, I feel like have, have definitely been at the forefront of trying to get live running events back in the Pacific Northwest. So I want to give them a shout out because that's what got us to where we are, where we said, okay, we're on leave. We're out in the middle of nowhere. You know uh, we, we know we can do X amount of people, you know, per minute or per 15 minute wave and, people are going to be safe. And, you know, so those guys, those guys have been great. And, and that's what got us to say, okay, we're doing this. Let's do it. Cause we were kind of back and forth. We'd look at each other. Are we going to do this? I don't know. You know, should we, I don't know. Like, how do people feel? I don't know. You know, did the survey and, you know, got a good, good feel for how our participants feel, how the community feels. And then again, Ryan and Eric, those guys have been great helping us out.
1: That is awesome. So, what is, I mean, so we can kind of tell, you know, so the listeners, you know, the ones that are thinking of doing this, what are your protocols going to be? I mean, so that we can make sure, you know, that people are going to be safe. I know that you had them on the, if you go to register, they're right there. But I mean, sure. Just kind of yeah. let people know if they're curious that they want to do it and they're like, what? you know, and that kind of give them that idea of what they're, how they'll be, how they will be safe. Right.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, runner confidence is definitely something we've had to kind of discuss because a lot of people got their races canceled last year and they're very skeptical of like, am I going to lose money again? Is this going to get canceled again? So we knew we were kind of going up against that. So we've, you know, done a lot of, met with a lot of, um, or done a lot of Zoom um, meetings, watched a lot of webinars just to kind of see what other people have done. And we've, you know, kind of came up with our own protocols. Um, and on our website, you can see everything that we're going to be doing for the events. Um, we're requiring, you know, just kind of the stuff that other places do of requiring masks, We're going to be spacing out the start and um, starting line of about six people every three minutes, um, kind of do like a rolling start. Um, We're limiting the amount of people per per waves. We're going to have sanitizing and hand-washing stations, um, wellness checks, um, pre-packaged snacks and Uh, packet pickup before then. So just doing kind of everything to ensure that people aren't gathering anything like that. Um, And we understand, you know, like the post-race party isn't going to be the traditional, you know, hanging out by the bonfire, drinking a beer, all that. Um, But we still have, you know, elements of the post-race party um, and are still, you know, trying to find ways to still you know, bring that race feel to people, even though they're not, you know, it's not as much as a camaraderie of, you know, racing with thousands of people at one time. It's just, um, so right. yeah, trying to kind of figure all that out has, has been a little bit of a challenge, but I think we've kind of got it down.
2: Yeah. So basically running through what I think the day would look like would be, you know, you show up, so you let's say your wave time is, <clears throat> excuse me, 930. Um, you know, we ask that you don't show up more than pretty much 15 minutes before you wave. And then Lee Farms is huge. They have a huge parking area. So we can park lots of people and, and not them, not have them be on top of each other. Um, we're asking people to stretch and warm up near their vehicles. And then when you come through and you check in, uh, you're basically, it's ready race. So you don't have to wait, you know, as long as there's not, five or six people sitting and and there shouldn't be because no one's hanging out. No one's hanging around. Yeah. So we're asking that you wear your mask, get up to the start line and you go, you know, your chip starts when you go across the start line and you run your race. And when you get back, you know, come across the finish line. You know, we have, we have some toilets available and things like that pre and post and, you know, hand washing stations, like Molly said. Um, and then pretty much you're gone, you know, we're giving people a uh, new Belgium brewing tote bag with two beers in it, if you're over 21. Uh, so two to-go beers with some food in there that we're providing. Um, and then we also probably some energy drink and stuff pre and post. Um, but it's then it's basically go. And then, you know, the next wave comes in sort of thing. And we're just doing that throughout the day. And like Molly said, like the hand sanitizer Wearing a mask when you're not running, you don't have to wear a mask running, but, you know, maybe bring one with you and it's just like we're all used to now. So you shouldn't really have to wait. There shouldn't really be a line for many of the obstacles, but there are, and you, people are starting to like kind of gather an obstacle, either put your mask on or stand six feet apart, you know? So, and yeah. that's what we're asking. We have signs everywhere, you know,
0: yeah.
2: kind of typical mm-hmm. type of thing. So, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're just asking people to be socially responsible too, you know, if you're coming there, you got, you know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta follow the rules.
1: You gotta follow the rules. And that makes sense. I mean, it's one of those things that you just gotta follow the rules. So right. perfect. You know, and I like that. Um, I know you did say that the packet pickup. So for everyone that does sign up, they they have to pick, pick up their packet beforehand. So Yeah,
0: we, we've been a partner or Roadrunner has been a sponsor of ours for a while. They're, they're awesome. Um, So we're going to have one day at um, the Portland location and then one at the Tualatin location. So basically you just go in, tell a staff member your name, they'll get your packet for you. So um, that will include like your bib, your shirt, your medal, um all that good stuff and then if you you know need to get any kind of supplies or new shoes or something like that from Roadrunner they're um you know they're there to help as well
2: don't wear your new shoes to this event. No.
0: <laughs> yeah I guess not new shoes for the the muddy event
2: <laughs> you can get new shoes don't, don't wear them here.
0: yeah that's true
2: and you know typically we've always done this and I think it's even more important now we always have allowed participants to pick up friends or families packets so you know, if you you might not live in the area, but maybe you have a friend that lives in the area that can come and pick up your packet for you. That's totally fine. So
1: which but I'm not. there. I got to find someone in Oregon to go get my packet for me. So,
2: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we're not we're not going to be sticklers about it. If you absolutely can't make it in the packet pickup, you can get it the morning of. But again, we're trying to eliminate as much going on at the farm as possible. Okay.
1: So, it makes sense. I mean, it's one of those things that helps by, you know, having it the day they can go to R- road on and pick it up. They have all day to go do it. You know, yeah. not everyone arriving at the same time and big groups of people. And I mean, it's just exactly.
2: a, it's a responsible
1: way to do it right now where we're not supposed to be in giant groups. So it keeps people from, you know, from, from that happening. So, and yeah. I've been to enough races where, I mean, if it's all pick up that morning, there's no social distancing. It's a big, long oh, no. distance, So.
2: Yeah, it's nonstop line, you know, for us. It's chaos. I mean, it really is. It's just trying to get everybody through the line before the race starts. And that's never never fun for us, actually. So we prefer people to pick up their packet. That's why we do it. <laughs> you know, and we tell people that all the time. If you pick up your packet on Thursday or Friday or whatever, or Friday or Saturday prior to an event, you know, it A eliminates that chaos in the morning and you You can look at your stuff and I'm missing this or my name is misspelled or my age is wrong or blah, blah, blah. It can all get done in a very calm and easy fashion. But if you wait to that morning, it's just chaos.
1: So It is. I agree. It's chaos. People are trying to figure out what they're supposed to be doing, trying to get the right spot. And I mean, it's one of those things, especially with social distancing. You know, like you said, you want people 15 minutes before you're not going to get that. If people have to pick up their packet, they're going to be worried that there's going to be a long line. So I'm going to show up an hour before my event. And then you, got exactly. the- you got, so I mean, it-, it compounds everything. So I mean, it's a, it's a good plan. So I like yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks.
2: <laughs> All
1: right. Is there anything else you want to tell anyone um, about your events or, you know, anything else you want to let the the listeners know?
0: Um. You know, we, We've put a lot of time and effort and money into, you know, making these live events happen. Mm -hmm. Um, we know how much people miss it. We know how much they want to get back out there. So we, we have worked really hard to put these together. So now it's, we really kind of need the support of our community and, and people to, to come to these events. Um, I know it's a lot of trust, you know, that we're doing things safely, but safety is definitely our, our number one priority. And, um, we're, we're really excited to, to get back out there and to just offer something to people, you know, as, you know, kind of an escape of if they want to, you know, do something fun for Valentine's day or St. Patrick's day, we, that's kind of why we do these events. Um, so yeah, we're, we're really excited to, to get back out there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, without begging, uh, you know, we're really looking for support because 2020 was rough. We basically limped through 2020, and you know, having people—if you're—if you're—if you're feeling safe about coming to an event, then hopefully you come out and support us, and you know, do one of our events because we definitely need the support to get through 2021. Because again, it's still not going to be the same. You know, we're probably not going to have a 5,000 person bridge to Bruce maybe hopefully but probably not so
1: you know if you guys can't get out to, to live events sign up for the the virtuals so the virtuals exactly. are another way to keep you going and it helps you know the local the local small races so
2: thanks for listening to the beast podcast if
0: you haven't done it yet find us on facebook like and share the podcast give us a review
2: on itunes or spotify all these things will help to expand the show in the future don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear